and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner, and I'm here with James Farley. You're right. And Matt Murray. Hello. See, I look. Matt sounded happier. James sounded grumpy. Regardless of which way that I did it. So I think from now on, the staple should be Matt first. Well, me first, obviously. And and then and then James and then Grumpy James. Just Whatever. a, <laughs> a wet far of an intro. Uh should we get straight to feedback? We shall. We've got lots of it this week. I'll start with some uh, smaller ones. Uh Shmesh uh Futile Exercise on Twitter. How can we missed off Ghosts of Tsushima in your Sony briefing? This is the new Sucker Punch IP that's like a samurai game. It looks great. Uh, I mean I haven't seen anything from this. I mean I saw a few people say on Twitter, that looks good. But I, I haven't watched the trailer or anything. Um, who was covering that for us? Was it James? It was, yeah. I just, just didn't care. But yeah, so I, I Really? Yeah, not really that bothered. Why? I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just didn't look that. It didn't grab me, so I just, I left it. So the news is, news, it's, if yeah, James cares about it. The news it. is whatever I decide the news is. So that wasn't news. <laughs> What, you fucking Donald Trump? Yep. <laughs> what, what is this nonsense? <laughs> Darren Gargett, uh, find myself in agreement with Computer Game Pod on Mario, even if the phrase, the phrase is disappointed and it's a 10 ring in my head. And uh, I, was, I responded saying, yeah, but you know what I mean, right? And he's like, I'm not having a pop. There's something amiss despite it being best in class. I love it. I wish it went above and beyond. Uh, no, this, we'll, there's nothing right, okay. but go on. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this some we'll, more we'll later. Cover yep, Mario later. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Sean, uh, Sean S. Thomas also carries on. I'm with you guys on Odyssey. Really charming, but it feels like The Force Awakens to me. A gleeful retread of past glories. Jesus, did we were we negative last week? Because I was, I thought I was bloody really positive about it. It I sounds it was, like we were slating it. I think it was, I think it was me. Matt more than anything because he was saying like, yeah, he was disappointed and everything. Uh yeah, but he still came away from it saying it's still really good. Yeah, it's no, still no, but incredible. You know how people are, they expect it to be just like, you know, gushing of like excitement. If it's not, then it's not any good, which is nonsense. And, and it's right. weird because okay. I often feel like slagging me off for being too, too gushy, too, too enthusiastic. That is true. Maybe it's a shock it to the usually... system that I wasn't 100% uh, dying about it. <laughs> That's it. Unless Matt isn't going, this is the best thing to happen to humanity. Then people think, oh my God, it's terrible. What? Oh, no, no, not even Matt's losing his shit over yeah, it. Like, suddenly really everyone's shit. questioning themselves. Hang on, what's, was Ocarina of Time even good? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was a fake laugh there from James. <laughs> that was a, it was, yeah. We're going to have words afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we've got larger feedback now. We're going to start off, gosh... Uh, Oh my God, Josh Garrity. So, um, gosh, gosh, Josh Garrity, Garrity <laughs> as, as henceforth he shall be known. On last week's um, episode, uh, eager listeners uh, will remember that we spoke about David Cage and and his ability to tackle mature subjects. We'll talk about Last of Us Two and violence in video games. In comes Josh with his email. David and Matt, you put me in a position where I have to defend James. Think about that for a second. Defend James. Harsh. No, no, continue, continue, okay. continue. Admittedly, it's because James can't form a coherent or sturdy argument to save his life, but here we are. Okay, um, fuck you, Joshua Garrity. But yeah, go on, continue. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> I, will say th- I will say this, though, right? Um, I saw uh, the Kane and Rince boys talking about... Do you remember their... Uh, have you heard about their Halo podcast? No. Well, they were talking about it because it's been so many years since it 
came out. I think it was the Halo 4 podcast they did. Um, and they were saying, oh, yeah, do you remember? It all kicked off. Everyone had a real big row with each other. And, yeah, oh, it all got a bit serious. And then I thought, oh, yeah, I'll listen to that. And, then, I mean, come on. That was nothing compared to what you get over here. It was kind of like, I disagree. <laughs> and then they all moved on. Um, so, yeah, I guarantee when it comes to arguing, I think you need a little bit more experience before you start dissing James, just to defend him. And again, I know it's a weird thing to defend a man, but there you go. Go on. Uh, forgive me, but I'm going to repeat some stuff I said on Twitter at the time. This was all blowing up, but I'll be expanding a little bit. Also, I was originally going to talk about David Cage conversation in much more detail too, but it seemed I got way too long and I'm hoping someone else has me covered. Uh, they do okay. after this. It certainly is too long. It's like over a thousand words, isn't it? It's insane. I didn't do a workout. Is it a thousand words? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Cool. It's not the level or degree of violence people are taking issue with in that scene, uh, referring to Last of Us 2. It's severe, detailed, and lingering violence without any significant narrative context. When the Last of Us... Okay, just to, what we'll do is we'll take it point by point, because um, like where we need to. I'm not going to constantly butt in, but where we need to. Uh, for starters, it, it was definitely that what people were talking about and uh, I, I know that might not be what you were talking about but there was definitely a lot of people saying oh, oh games are getting too violent now that i mean that's definitely. just that's stuff that i saw on twitter there's no getting away from that okay fine uh, when the last of us 2 is released we get to experience the whole game uh, this scene will probably have the correct context much like the original game but in isolation as it was shown at the press conference it's dramatically hollow and thus deeply uncomfortable Okay. That's. I mean, that's pretty much what I was saying. But go on. Yeah, I mean, it was uncomfortable, but I, I, I don't think it was supposed to be comfortable. Well, Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no. I, I think okay. the whole point was to unsettle us. Uh, yep. Also, before we get any further, um, this is specifically about a certain style of realistic violence and how it's framed. Over the top cartoonish violence is a separate conversation because even though the text in inverted commas is the same, the way things are framed changes their meaning and impact. So please don't respond to this email with what about Doom? Because the way violence is framed in Doom is entirely different to how it's framed in The Last of Us. Uh, we can get into these differences in future if you want, but you can already see how long this email is. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident I know the difference between exaggerated uh, slapstick violence and realistic violence. So I, I think I'm alright with that, Garrity. I think I've, I think I've got that covered, mate. Go on. Uh, the original game, uh, Last <laughs> of Us, is horrifically violent, but all its horrific moments are couched in the narrative context of the rest of the game and ripple out to have greater thematic me uh, meaning. There's some spoilers here. I I'm not sure if I want to read them. Um, I'm not going to read them. Uh, what? From La for Last of Us? Yeah, I'm not going to read these. Oh, that game is well old, mate. I haven't played it yet. Didn't know what was going to go on. Mind you, I've read this now, so it's fine to read on. <laughs> well, well, what should you spoil about this bit? Well, dude, just don't do it then. You're such a wuss. Who cares? It's fucking well old, this game. Okay, anyway. Um, spoilers, which I, I'm, I'm not going to read that bit. Um, these are... Uh, there are great movies with similar themes and similar scenes in the sequence... Uh, showed in the last of us two footage but i don't tend to show off these moments on their own in marketing because i know these moments will require all the narrative and thematic context that the original last of us provides for its own uh, horrific moments can you imagine in the marketing lead up to the release of schindler's list the scene where Aman Goeth systematically executes jewish captives being shown at a public press conference in complete isolation 
Within the theme, the scene works well and feels narratively and thematically justified. In isolation, it will feel needlessly sadistic and cruel. So instead, these trailers sell tone and they sell atmosphere and they sell theming and only hint at the severity of its content. They treat sensitive and probably upsetting subject matter with tact. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I take, you know, I can't agree with you there, Josh, because, it, I mean, you're talking about something based on real life events that is. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a big difference between that and a zombie film showing some violence. Uh, like, it, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't that's, take yeah, that, that comparison. That's true, but then also they are both trying to say something as well. Like, that is part of... I mean, you're talking about games like The Last of Us being, like, adult games because of the fact that they're trying to say something. So there is there is a bit of a link there. No, there's not. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Both, okay. You, are you, you're, you're talking about... A real-life sensitive no, subject. No no, I'm not, no, 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 listen, okay. What I'm trying to explain to you is that the comparison he's making is that you're using a film which, and you're choosing the right part to show so that... Oh, can we... Can we uh, okay, can we cut this bit? Because I'm, I'm really tired and I can't explain what I'm trying to explain. Yeah, to do whatever. What are you talk- You had a breakdown. Are you going to start again? Um, I don't know. Uh, let me think. Oh, James, come on, man! This is what we do. This is what we do. Come on, let's. Yeah, let's no, no, no. Do- I need. To, I want to explain this properly because I, I, I need to think how I'm going to explain this. Um. Okay, I'll start. From Leave here. all this in, man. I'm tempted to keep this in. Go on. <laughs> Go on. So the thing is, is I can I can see where he's coming from this, and obviously you can't compare like a a sort of you know a fictional universe of something that's been created like in a game with like a real life horrific event but the point you, I, I understand he's trying to make is that both of these are attempting to sort of you know to sort of connect with you in some way and both and both games are trying you know the game and the film are both trying to do this so this is why you do have to be like really careful about what about what you're going to show so that you can sort of affect that connection i mean you're, what you're saying david is obviously they're not the same. They're obviously completely not the same because of one of them being based on a you know like a real horrific event. But you're also discounting the fact that this is a game which is trying to sort of you know give you emotions as well. Yeah, but that what, what no? Let's go back to the, this is going way out of control. Let's go back to the original point. They're showing a violent scene from the game. Yeah, that that that's what they showed us. Right, so I, I'm I'm confused. So, what's the objection to that? What what what's the objection to that? The objection is is that maybe they should have shown something which was more that would explain what the game was about, like in more detail, rather than just gratuitous violence. That's what the main argument but, here is uh, with this. But, but, the, this is the fact is is that like I mean, one of the things that people also have talked about this week is the fact that you could be sitting there like watching this with your like with I could have been watching this with Rachel because it was on at like six o'clock in the evening. You've got well, like, yeah, okay, trailers. right, right, because that's an that's a very she valid even and interesting the first game, James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, no, James, that's a very valid, hold on, that's a very, very valid and fair point of view. If you were sitting down, like, for example, we watched a Nintendo conference with the kids uh, during E3, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we would expect, you know, horrific stuff on anything that Nintendo is showing, although saying that, they have shown um, Wolfenstein on there. No, they've shown Wolfenstein uh, in previous Nintendo Directs that people but might be sitting down and watching with their kids. There's always a warning. Yeah, well, well, first, the, like. Okay. Right. Totally agree with that. 
Is that Naughty Dog's responsibility or is that Sony's? Well, well this should be Sony's responsibility, surely. Because I would agree. I would agree that it should be very, very clear that there are violent, there are violent um, uh, images coming up. Yeah, there, I think so too. I you think know, there swearing. Be warning. I think there should be warnings, right? I, I totally, one hundred percent agree with that point of view. Um, mm-hmm. but, I, I mean, think that's Sony's responsibility to make sure that the trailer is aimed at eighteen plus, you know, or the trailer is certified or whatever. Like, they, they, you shouldn't. I totally agree that they shouldn't just drop these trailers in there. I, I agree with that. What I'm saying is that I I'm not going to sit here and tell Naughty Dog what they should show me from their game. You shouldn't show me that. Show me no, something sure, else. Sure, no, you that can, I'm not you going can to say do that. that. You can say that, but then also you can say was I mean was that an effective trailer in terms of selling what the game is about? Because I'm it was not sure, for me, I'm yeah. entirely sure it was. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it and thought, fuck, that looks good. Yeah, you that looks really good. You played it, but then maybe other people didn't didn't really feel that way. Right, so so you're so, but but okay. I mean, guys, we, right? this is a long email. We should probably keep going. I know, I know, I know. But let's just because this is an interesting point, James. That's any trailer. You could show any trailer. Not everyone's going to be turned on no, to but it. There's, there's such a thing as tone, though, David. As like you know tr- about having the right tone for when you're trying to show something. You don't like. I mean, as he explains, it's also the same with with Wolfenstein as well. The trailers for that, they didn't just straight go to the most horrific parts of the game. And just sort of show only those, you know. Just well, to sort but of, what you know, did they like, show? We haven't what got they... to that part of the letter where he mentions Wolfenstein yet. What did they show about? Okay, right. Okay, go on, Matt. Is there any more before I move on? No. Just what, move did, on. did they? Did what, do you know what they sh- showed of Wolfenstein um, at previous like E threes and stuff like that? Yeah, they showed. I mean, they there, and there was game. no killing. There was no death in it. Of course, no, there was killing. But that. there's a dif- David. There's a difference between showing killing and the tone of the killing that you're seeing. There's a difference between showing like gameplay from Wolfenstein, where you're going around, you know, shooting people or whatever, and somebody being and like the tone of that, where you see somebody being like having their arms battered with it with a, okay. with a hammer. But Can there's also a huge a disconnect between uh, those two I, things. I, listen, yes. But there's a huge tone difference between the two games as well, correct? Exactly, yeah. But no, so actually, isn't it important? No, actually, isn't no, it? Actually, hold no. on. Well, slow down. Isn't it important that they represent and show people that this isn't just killing in games? This is a gruesome, violent video game. Yeah. You know, and it and it's it's a it's taking a realistic pro- approach to violence. It's not that cartoony. It's not that exaggerated violence that you get in Doom and Wolfenstein. Okay, but then that this how, is gritty how... violence. But then, okay, how would it have been different if they'd have, like, cut away from, like, you know, from the person being, like, you know, having her arms, like, shattered with a hammer? Like, if they'd have just cut that away, how would that so your, your problem, any less effective? So your problem, this is it then. So your problem is with the scene. It's not yeah. with the the fact that it's being used as a trailer. It's that it's a scene, the, the scene in the game that you're not happy with. No, it's, <laughs> again, though, as Josh has also tried to explain... I don't know if I would be happy with it, depending on... I need more information to decide how I feel about that, rather than just being stuck in and just, just seeing it from that angle. But I, I'm, I'm failing to see the ultimate, the overall point that you're trying to make. What what are you... Are you, I'm are, saying are, do you, disagree, gonna... you disagree with them showing violence out of context in, yes. a, demonstra- in, a, in a demo, in a on, yeah, on that, stage that demo? Yeah, that is what I disagree with, yeah. Right, I will. I have absolutely no problem with it, and that's 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 the stance that I'm coming from. I, I I've I've never you know 
had a problem with violence in films or in um uh video games or anything like that and and we've always seen violent stuff in games and games being shown off and stuff like that we've seen you know way back in call of duty modern warfare we saw someone come out of a river and stab a bloke in the neck and drag him under the yeah, water but again you it's know, about there's time. all that stuff okay guys i'm gonna time. have to move on I'm going to have to move on. Uh, when people talk about the difference in maturity between films and games, this, this is what they're talking about. Games have proven that we can handle mature subject matter, but the marketing engine around those games rarely has the same level of maturity. In our eagerness to grow up as a medium, we forgot to learn the most important lessons that film has already been taught. Uh, that's this horrific subject matter that might just be an interesting story thread for most of us to explore may well be another person's real life experience this applies this applies to the detroit demo too many of the negative reactions you saw on twitter were people who have actually experienced child abuse and the negativity was a result of having trauma sprung on them suddenly during a public marketing event that person can choose not to relive the horror by not buying a cinema ticket or purchasing the game but they can't when it comes out of nowhere and they're forced to relive it worse still without a narrative context that may help them process their reaction to such a scene. Again, I I agree. Yeah. And and I think it was on Sony to make make it clear that some people, you know, we've all seen what I don't like being referred to as trigger warnings, you know, um saying there are the you know the sensitive content coming up, there's the you know the things that people might find disturbing coming up. I like I totally understand that. Um I find it interesting that it's po- like what what constitutes to having to consider the audience on that level? Like, how far does that go? And I'm not having a pop. I'm I'm questioning when whenever I see something like this, I think there needs to be some sort of clear boundaries, and I think it's almost impossible because again, we see war games constantly at these events, and. Uh, it, no one. I, I didn't see many people pointing out the fact that we see we saw Call of Duty World War Two, and there might be people with um, post traumatic stress dis- disorder. What watching? Do you know what I mean? And that's not me trying to be like, mm, what about you? Know, what I'm saying is that yeah, but- there are people that are going to get affected by all for- sorts of violence, all sorts of stuff that's covered in computer games, in various different art forms and and, and media. Uh, where's the limit what's the and i think it all I, comes down just... to sony hold on i think it all comes down to sony not making clear what content they were putting on stage exactly and that's the thing because if you if you're like somebody who's got like post-traumatic stress disorder maybe and you see oh there's a call of duty trailer coming out maybe i won't watch this whereas with the other two there was no indication as to what was coming up there and that was my ma- major problem with this it's not it was the content to a degree but it's also the fact that there's no warning at all as to what you're about to see and how it may it may affect you or people that you're watching with i mean that's it's just right. kind of to me it feels irresponsible to do that i agree with that it's two separate separate issues there's the content in the games themselves and the way it's presented to the public it's two completely different if- issues. And I think all I've seen from various different articles, various different tweets and people making points about this is getting those two things muddled up and not making their point clear. That's that's what I've seen. Everything that I've read has been a little bit... Uh, not. It's not been as well as thought out of saying, look, what's the issue here? What's my real issue with this? What am I asking for? What's my point? And and I think if someone was to say to me, you know what, games are getting fucking realistic, 
the violence is getting more and more graphic, there needs to be some warnings ahead of these trailers. And I, yeah. I would not have disagreed with that in, in the slightest. I've got no I've got no problem with warnings like that before content that I'm about to watch. Um and I know you get some people going, oh, I can't believe oh. I I've got no issue with that. Um what I've got an issue with is people saying quite explicitly David Cage shouldn't be approaching these subjects. That's why that's why I get the um that's that's what I was trying to say last week. Well, I never said that. I, yeah, I didn't no, know. no, no, I know you didn't. And I'm not accusing you of that, but uh, that's definitely opinions that I've seen on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Matt, I'll cut you off, mate. I was just going to say, I mean, unlike TV, um, there isn't uh, a watershed. And, it, you know, you can watch any drama around you know, around eight o'clock, but certainly after nine o'clock, where in the, uh, well, before they go back to the TV show, they'll say, you know, the following following uh, section has, you know, scenes depicting this, that, and the other, you know, so it has these warnings. And I think, if we're going to be showing the, these these uh, more mature subject matters uh, it, on on these trailers, yeah, they're definitely warnings, absolutely. Because I've got no issues with violence and mature stories, and and and, and certainly what Last of Us Two in this case is showing. But I do I do think, I do think they're right. I think you do need you do need warnings before this sort of content goes out there. Um, there's more. Uh, Wolfenstein is a very recent positive example of a game handling potentially upsetting scenes well. There are two very horrific but very, un- very necessary scenes in that game that haven't appeared in any of the game's marketing. The trailers give you an idea of that the subject matter might be on the table, but never outright show it. Trust me, if anything, these two scenes are more traumatic than anything in The Last of Us 2 advert. But because machine games waited until they could be viewed in- within the wider context of the work, there hasn't been nearly the same negative reaction. Um, we're not asking no, games to be less that, violent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got a point on that, but, but this is the last bit. We're not asking for games to be less violent. We're asking for games to have the same respect for the power of these moments as other mediums and understand the importance of text, uh, context and tact. We want to be mature, so let's start acting mature. Um, it's a great email, Josh. Thank you ever so much. I will say one thing regarding the Wolfenstein thing. I mean, I haven't played the game, but regards whether those subjects haven't been the trailers i think that's more because they don't want to spoil these huge massive moments i mean again i haven't i haven't played these these moments and seen i haven't played the game and seen these moments maybe maybe that's wrong, uh-huh. wrong of me to say but i would say that then no one's talking about these because it's like it's massive spoilers and no one wants to ruin it i don't think it's less about the violence there is but, there is that and it's also because i mean i have played the game and they're not the scenes that he's talking about they are pretty horrific, but it's not. It, the tone again is is quite different uh, to that Last of Us one. But again, unless you unless both of you have seen those, you can't really judge that. So, yeah. So again, and, and I'm not again. Don't get defensive because I'm just interested in your take. Do you think that the tone that The Last of Us is taking and has taken with the first game and now seems to be continuing with the second? Do you think that that sh- that tone should not being computer games or no of course not i mean as in what i mean by no is that if i've got no problem with that at all like zero right. problem it's zero problem with that at all i don't have a problem with violence in games as i said the problem i had was that being shown in the way it was shown without yeah any no, warning, no, no, I, without... I understand that i do understand that yeah 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 i, I suppose <clears throat> with so much floating around the internet that we were talking essentially about two completely different things but of of a same theme uh, and everything getting a bit, a little bit muddled up. Uh, 
but yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, Gary Dutton is next. Um, hello, man. Oh, Excuse the size of the email. Don't worry because it's all brilliant. Uh, to touch on the last of us two trailer, I felt more positive on it on my second watch because I was aware what the game uh, it was for. Uh, this gave the violence a much better context second time around. However, you could argue that revealing the title at the end of the trailer was a deliberate decision to make the violence more shocking and surprising. I'm talking about the hammer scene specifically. And I'm not sure ticking, uh, not sure tricking people into seeing something unpleasant is very fair. Uh, as far as the final game goes, I'm a huge Last of Us fan and have every confidence in Druckmann, especially after Left Behind, and I'm wildly excited about playing the sequel. Uh... Any, any thoughts on that before we go on to the next part of this email? Uh, no. Um, I do not, however, have the same faith in David Cage. Fahrenheit, Heavy Rain and Beyond were all terribly written, and the only drama in Heavy Rain came from the extreme nature of the scenes depicted, not from the believable, intelligent takes on relatable themes. I agree yeah, with all right the there. general points <laughs> Cage made in the Eurogame interview, but to say you don't choose to talk about domestic abuse is bullshit. It's like he's saying the scene just appeared out of nowhere. Even if that scene came about organically, he still chose to include it and chose how to depict it. From what we were shown, he has chosen to depict domestic violence and domestic abuse as a thrilling, cutie action sequence. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree to a certain extent. I thought that was weird when he said, you don't choose to do this. It's just, yeah. you know, the way the story got, I was like, oh, come on, mate, you do. Just you, appeared you, on the you know. page. And 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 you should, you know what I mean. Like if you, you if you're gonna cover it, you should fucking choose to cover it, and so that you understand it better, and and you represent um, that side of the fucking evil around the world as best as you can, right? And help people understand what the fuck's going on. Um, what I will say is that I, you know. The QTE thing, because this was something that was in that interview as well that confused me, when he said, oh, I thought it was inappropriate that I had to shake my pad to get away from the 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 uh, dad. the dad or whatever. The bad dad, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was kind of thinking, but, but I mean, what, so it's more classy if you were pressing analog sticks and buttons? I don't, I'm not nah, sure I'm on board on. with that full process. Well, no, because there is, isn't there? Because it's the it is the fact that you're performing like a physical action, which is connected with, you know, with with could be potentially you know connected with domestic violence. So of course you're going to feel uncomfortable about that. I mean, uh, I I I mean, I, shaking your pad about. I don't see that any differences in any other control input. To be honest with you, James. Okay. Okay. Uh, to create that trailer for Paris Games Week was his choice. He has chosen to show us that segment. And as Scott Benson, co-creator of Night in the Woods, said on Twitter, it's meant to impress us that they went there. Was it? Okay. <laughs> this is all... They, they, they're all... I'd, I'd like to point out there, they're all jumps, right? We don't know who decided to show that scene off. We can't say specifically that David Cage decided it. I mean, he may have well have done. Um, I'm not, you know, saying that he didn't, but I, we don't know that. And we're also not saying that they all sat around a table and said, yeah, let's show this to show them we went there, guys. Again, this is all leaps and jumps. Yeah. But carry on. Uh, he goes on to suggest that they're using these themes like Apple would announce features on a phone. Of course, it's a deliberate choice to show us this stuff. Cage is treating it like the 60 FPS of game emotions. To then get petulant during the interview, even if it was a bit of a tangled interview, was embarrassing. Think about... Um, the Bloody Baron quest in Witcher 3. It's a game tackling it's a game tackling domestic abuse as a theme with incredible subtlety and sensitivity, and that's a storyline you dig up in a reanimated fetus. 
but they make it work because it draws from old folklore and focuses on the gut-wrenching remorse of Baron, literally forced to confront his demons, as well as giving us the wife and daughter's angle of the incident. As a result, there was no backlash. In fact, it's regarded as the best side story in the game. Think about the decisions and play input in Life is Strange. Think about that scene with Kate on the roof. That isn't a schlocky QTE kung fu fight. You need to know who Kate is intim in intimately and say the right things. Not only that, but it adds further impact by removing your rewind skill. That is being used in game mechanics to involve... Uh, yeah... Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, that is being that is using game mechanics to involve the player, not tilting the controller to drink a fucking beer or pressing R one to watch a semi naked woman piss. I totally agree that anyone can tackle any subject in art, but I'm disappointed that Cage has decided to tackle domestic abuse in Detroit because he has a 100% track record of tackling important subjects poorly. I have no faith in Cage and think it's fine to suggest that everything we saw in the trailer was crass and tasteless. That's different to saying he isn't allowed to approach these themes. I bet actual real-life money that there's even more embarrassing stuff in the final product. We're not ridiculing your work because it's a video game, David. We're ridiculing it because it's a bad video game. I, I'm so you're outright saying that Detroit is a bad video game. I mean, this is all opinion on his previous work. That I mean, <laughs> I, I, I get, I get the point of saying, look, I don't know if he could handle this. I don't know if he could pull this off. Based on what I've played before, I don't get that. But but writing it off before playing it, I don't. I, I can't relate to that mindset see, in the that, slightest. See, that I don't understand, David, because if... Okay, if you have a film director who has made mostly bad films, so, for example, like Yui Bol, wouldn't yeah. you then assume that his next film is probably not going to be very good? Yes, but if I've I've not hated everything David Cage has done, and I've said that, mm -hmm. I, I thought Heavy Rain was good, I thought parts of Fahrenheit were good, um, I thought Towards the End of Beyond was pretty good, the vast majority of it was shit, but towards the end uh, of Beyond, I, I enjoyed. And but but you would agree that you you can make like subjective judgments on something based on your past experiences, yeah? I guess so, yeah. I guess so, but then I would not. I don't know if I would, because obviously Heavy Rain was very successful, and it had a lot of people that still say actually it's pretty good there's the argument carries on whether it's whether people consider it a decent game or a shit one you know there seems to be two polar opposites i mean i less so much the people that are that still enjoyed it they highlight its faults and it has got faults but what i'm saying is that I'm, i couldn't be so vocal to turn around and say this is gonna be shit and you should oh my god he's using this and I just kind of think, let's see it in context, and then we can judge it. Because that's the point. Whether you think the game's going to be shit or not is up to you. And mm -hmm. if that's based on previous experiences, fine. But it shouldn't be covering this, or you shouldn't be... You know, it's that knee-jerk reaction that, that sort of, I can't yeah, understand, I, think, I can't get I mean, in my brain. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you, you, you know, we can't be sure what it's going to be like, but based on past experience, you, I think you can be nervous for how it's going to be, though, I think. Yeah, totally. Totally. On, I hope he. I, I, I hope he does. I hope he does all this justice. Whether he mm. does or not, I don't know. Remains to be seen. But I I'm not wait. writing a game off like I that. Absolutely, cannot wait for Detroit. I think it's going to be amazing. It's. it's 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. No, there's there's one last one um, from Dave, Snaky David. Uh, Hey, lads, I'm sure you've been inundated with responses about The Last of Us 2 in Detroit, but here's another. Uh, But there may be one difference in this one. I changed my mind. Like Dave and Matt, I initially didn't have a problem with the trailer for Last of Us 2. I understood the arguments against it, but it didn't match what I felt when I watched it. I found the scene brutal, upsetting, and thoroughly gripping. I loved it. All the talk about narrative context seemed a bit hollow. Of course it had narrative context. The Last of Us featured horrifying subject matter, uh, including torture. Knowing it was a Last of Us trailer was all the context I needed. Likewise, well, at the beginning, we didn't know that, but go on. Um... No, I, 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 well, I, I guess we didn't know it straight away, but uh, it still, it still wouldn't have upset me if, it, if I had no, known what it was before I started watching it. To be honest, well, with I, I, some people, I think on the kind of funny podcast said that they weren't even sure if it was days gone uh, at one point. Um, then obviously, it's, oh, yeah, Last of Us. Anyway, uh, likewise, like, the comparisons to what's appropriate in film trailers felt uh, spurious. In the context of an event like the Paris Games Week or E3 or games generally, trailers are usually more involved and explicit. Less a trailer for a general audience, more a scene for an enthusiast audience. Also... Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the weird thing about this Last of Us thing, it wasn't a trailer, it was just a scene. It's like a, it, it was a scene out of context. It wasn't... It was like a preview. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. wasn't like okay, we could cut a little bar, loads of parts from the game, show different character development, have a bit of an arc in the trailer. It was just literally here's one scene out of context uh, with a, with an emotional punch uh, to hopefully get you pumped. Um, okay, back to the email. Also, I was keenly aware of how the E3 footage for the original The Last of Us was misread. It's violence, which in context is emotionally complex, was met with jubilant cheers, like it was a trailer for Doom. Here, I thought, is a trailer that won't be misread. The non-interactive scene shows all the horror of the Last of Us uh, universe without potentially confusing the message by showing fun in-game violence. Uh, and finally, I had, an, I had enough faith in Maud Naughty Dog to assume that they had chosen the scene. There must be a good reason for it. Perhaps it's representative of the game's tone and content, showing us that the game is going into darker, crueler territory than the first. But while there's all valid reasons, all they explain is why I personally didn't find the trailer problematic. They don't actually justify using that scene in the marketing. For me, a backdrop of playing violent games for years, trust in Naughty Dog and the excitement for Last of Us 2 made it easy to get on board of what that trailer was trying to do. Could the same be said for everyone watching it live or those who stumbled upon it online? The fact that many of the Last of Us fans are talking about the violence and not the narrative uh, details shows that regardless of how you feel about the trailer, it has failed to some extent. Uh, the violence was strong, too strong for a trailer. It's not just the extent and explicitness, but it's the framing and the focus on suffering. A trailer for Wolfenstein might be or more explicit, but it's less shocking and upsetting because of the way the violence is framed. At the very least, there should be a content warning, uh, but with it, but even with that, it wouldn't have helped with the tonal whiplash of a conference moving from Spider-Man to Splunky 2 to lynching and broken elbows. It's inappropriate at best, cynical and exploitative at worst. It could have been better. The Last of Us 2 reveals a tension between the way violence has been used to sell games for years and the medium trying to be more mature. Games where the violence is upsetting shouldn't show all the detail in trailers like games where it's flippant fun. The Last of Us games take their violence seriously and the marketing team too uh, should as well. I uh, love the podcast. Um, I, I, I agree with most of that. Uh, I still think it's not for me to say what Naughty Dog show from their game um, or the tone that they're trying to set through their marketing. Um, I'd also agree that this isn't an advert on telly. 
this is something that you know has been shown off at this game event um but we've already mentioned um and you know i think it's important that if anything comes away from all this chat it's that when you get companies like sony microsoft whoever showing off uh stuff like this then maybe they should be more sensitive of the who might be watching uh, and as i said it was the same with nintendo i mean Nintendo showed off the Wolfenstein on the latest, um, and you say there was uh, warnings there was, up yeah, there, there was, before. They, they always do like a content warning before, like they start one of those directs. So maybe, maybe, maybe they should be. Other companies should be taking that on board and, and, and reacting to that. My main reaction last week was to some of the opinions I saw and articles I saw floating around online, and it was less. Hey, fucking hell, man! Give us a heads up when you're going to show horrific shit. And more, are violent? Are games getting too violent? I think so. And that—that that was when I was going, oh, come on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's when I was starting to you know, like. That was the point I was trying to focus on last week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the next trailer or gameplay reveal of that game is. Um, thank you ever so much for feedback. Pretty heavy this week. Um, this time last year, we had about 40 minutes of feedback about James's farts. So, you know, <laughs> get yourself a podcast that does both, frankly, is what, is what we're trying to say. Now, that, that's, a, uh, that's, that's uh, something that needs trigger warnings, definitely. Absolutely. Um, James's arsehole. Thank you ever so much for feedback. If you've got any feedback, um, about this episode anything else we're saying and doing let us know it's the computer game show at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter we're at computer game pod on twitter you're right james is that all done now can we stop talking about fucking trailers in a computer game please yeah i think can we we can stop that and also loot crates it's um both of those yeah. can can yeah can yeah well we've got a new hot hot topic now that everyone's fucking kicking off about so we're all good yeah we're all good so anyway we got some news although this week has been a bit rubbish for news to be honest and that's fine that's it fine bit, it was a bit of a struggle i mean we've got there was the playstation trophies thing where you can get discount in the ps in the playstation store um did you hear about this david no go on boys this okay first of all this is only available in the us so we're not getting it yet and Harsh. also you also have to be signed up for the sony rewards program and have it linked to your psn account and what it is is for every 100 silver trophies you get 100 points and for every 25 gold trophies, you get 250 points. And basically, if you get up to about 1,000 points, then you can get a $10 like discount card of stuff on PSN. And okay. What, what do you think of this? I mean, I, I don't really see a problem with oh, that's it. That's great, I mean, yeah. Um, th- no problem with it. Isn't it going to be exploited to fuck, though? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, there'll be all those people on YouTube that have got you know those videos like get a platinum trophy in five minutes and stuff like that. It'll be... It'll be great for them. Uh, not only that, surely there's going to be games focused on really easy achievements and stuff. Yeah, definitely. There must be some sort of um, uh, process in place to stop that from happening. Yeah, because a mean, platinum trophy by hitting start. Like, what was it on The Simpsons or whatever? There's games like that, isn't there? On, on the PSN store, I think I remember. There was like one The that Simpsons came out. was one. They had one saying easy achievement ever or whatever. And there's also like an avatar, the last Airbender game, where you just had to like do the do the move 10 times and you got uh, i think that was on xbox actually but yeah you got a thousand games cool crazy yeah, yeah i mean I uh, it's, good. I, it's good i mean I, i'm um i don't think the rewards program's actually out over here in the uk i, mean, I know um in there's like xbox rewards and i get an email every single month you know saying oh if you download this or get a thousand get or his gamer score you you get you get up you basically get to go up ranks and stuff and then you get 
certain prizes. But well, it's I, like if you if you search with Bing, yeah, if the, you search with Bing, if you watch sixteen hours of Netflix, um, I I think this is good. I mean, it'd be great if it came out over here. Nintendo have got got a good one, haven't they? Nintendo's reward system's pretty good. They're, no, um, come on, their reward system's garbage at the moment. It's terrible. Really, I I I mean, it it is to some extent, but. They're promising bringing switch ex- switch bits and pieces to it, right? Yeah, once, once they do that, that's going to be great. Once we get the switch stuff, yeah, it'll be great. But at the moment, it's it's not that great. I mean, it's like I got the thing for the birthday thing for this month, where it's like, oh, you get thirty percent off, and it's just a bunch of Wii U games and three D yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I got that. Not interested in any of these. But, yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. But then the the star system. I mean, I've I've got like platinum points and all sorts of shit just yeah, lying I'm about. Getting just... emails saying your points are running out. I'm like. Okay, and what, what can I buy on the website? Uh, nothing really that good. Did, didn't you get any of those really cool wallpapers, Matt? I didn't. Yeah, get the wallpaper, mate. I decided not what, to. What happened to Nintendo's dog thing, where that you could barter with a dog to get money off on their online store? What? Did, was... How long did that last? No, that was only that was only in one of those games. It was in Rusty's Real Deal Baseball or whatever, where they they tried and did that. What? So that oh, was, I that? thought. I f- I thought they did that. I thought that was like proper on their eShop where no, you no, could no. like oh that's a shame. That was only on 3DS. So, so that was when they first started doing those free to play games or free to start or whatever. So you've then, got to explain yeah. that. You what? Bard with a dog. Okay. Yeah, they would like you go into a shop and then there's a dog there and then you get to barter with it to get money off. His bark's worse than his bite. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it was to try and uh, yeah, you could like try and get like the maximum amount off so that then the DLC was cheaper was kind of the idea. It's um yeah, it's, but we we never got that here. It's it never came. Go on next. So the next one I didn't add this. Matt did, uh, which is so he can tell us about it. Which was the La Noire's Switch download version doesn't fit on a Switch. Yeah, it's just, it's quite crazy. Yeah, so the um the download of La Noire um it basically weighs down. It's twenty nine gigabytes. Uh, too big for the Switch's uh, own internal storage, which is because that comes with 32, but 6 gig of that is actually reserved for the uh, OS. It's also a waste of space, the game as well. I mean, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this has happened really quick, isn't it? Like, this is like the first the game where you need an SD card for it. Or, or buy the physical version. Well, if you buy the full version, then you've got to also download a 14 gig download on day one. So I hope you've got enough space for that. Oh what there's a there's a day one download patch yeah which is 14 gig oh shit so I don't know how that's gonna work because it because if you have to install that oh yeah I, oh, who knows yeah I, I just think no, they'll just have a thing on the box won't they it just says SD card required I mean you know yeah but they didn't this start with a uh, 360 because wasn't like, the base were kicking off and like oh god it's like it's it's it, you can't play this on on Xbox Arcade or whatever it's called back then was it called Arcade. Yeah. Yeah, that was that yeah. was when yeah, because in the beginning of the 360, they had all those arcade games, and that's why they limited like the file sizes. I think to 50 megabytes, like to begin with for games, so that people yeah, because it like, it, it didn't come with a hard drive, did it? They didn't all come with a hard drive. You had uh, some of them come with like a little memory card. I think it was a I think it was six gig, wasn't it? No, the memory card was tiny. It was only like. I think it was only Four? about five five hundred twelve like megabytes. Or something. No, like, no, remember. no, no. It was bigger than that. I'm sure it, it was. definitely wasn't. It was tiny. Hang on. Wasn't it because the standard hard drive was twenty gigs, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, sure the standard, standard one was twenty gig, and then the other one then, came with um yeah yeah it was, the it was elite came with forty megabytes. That, that, Holy uh, shit! Yeah, I didn't know that. That's mad. Um, yeah, shit. Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we've had this problem before. Um, oh, one thing that was interesting, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this, and they said, "Well, hasn't got everyone got an SD card in their Switch anyway? No. Have any of us? No, I, I haven't. No, because 
most of my games are I, I buy on cartridge anyway, so I mean, don't yeah, yeah, it's digital actually, but no, I haven't even looked at it memory. Um, I mean, the only physical game I've got, I mean, obviously I'll sell mine, but the only physical game I've got is is Mario. Um, but all the others are installed on system. What are your others? Uh, well, I've got like Zelda, Splatoon, um, Mario Kart. What is Zelda? No, Zelda, Splatoon, Mario Kart, you have physical. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't it still install some stuff on it or not? Only save data. Okay, cool. In which case, uh, yeah, I've only got, I haven't even looked at my memory, so who knows? But you I mean, literally only got Mario. You literally got one game for your Switch. Well, no, I've got Sonic Mania and um, uh, Star Valley. You've Valet. literally got one game yeah, for well, your I've Switch. Got one physical game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Mania Stardew and Valley. Mario Odyssey. Oh yeah, Stardew Valley. I probably okay, fair I can't remember. Okay, James, read the room. James. Oh, he's gone. Is he coughing? I think he's probably coughing, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that was that was a coughing. That wasn't a read-the-room situation, that was a coughing that situation. That was a coughing yeah. in the room situation. Should we move on to the... Okay, do you want to move on to the next story? Yes, then? we do. Yeah. No, 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 let's, let's just sit in silence. Yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> okay, so Housemark brings long-standing commitment to the arcade game genre to an end. It's time to move on to new genres. So this was Housemark finishing with arcade games, yeah? Yeah, I just thought I wanted to add this in the news I thought it was sad I mean Housemark made brilliant games like Super Stardust HD I remember that was like a PS3 launch title I think ages ago and then Resogun was PS4 launch title um, and and recently they done Next Machina and you loved that didn't you Dave oh it was incredible um, incredible game but um, and also this piece on newer games says that Alienation did well on on PS Plus last year but yeah it's, it's just um, it's just sad that the, 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 they, they basically said that they've had to like they're gonna to have to change because uh as as I say, no money in it. Despite critical success and numerous awards, our games just haven't sold in significant numbers. So now it's time to move on to new genres. Um, yeah. So lackluster sales and next machina have led us to the thinking that it's time to bring our long-standing commitment to arcade genre to an end. I hope that they are as good in other genres as they are in arcade games it is because exciting, their arcade yeah. games are fantastic. But um, at the end of the day, if you're not making, they're not a charity. They need to earn their money back, and if they're not selling these games, then why would they continue to make them? So it makes total sense. Games as a service, arcade games as a service. Is that what we're saying? Uh, literal arcades. They will come and install yeah. a little thing in your house where you have to pump pennies, sometimes pounds, Ooh. into it. I know. Tell me about it. It's all changed now, Matt. Yeah, um, it's, it's sad, but also, um, I, I, I mean, I, I love Super Stardust. I loved uh, Resogun. Haven't played uh, Next Machina, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, th- those games are really, really well designed. So I'm interested to see w- what they can do next and, and what genre they move on to next. I have a feeling that it, they're still going to have very interesting arcadey style feel. There'll, there'll, there'll still be elements of arcade gameplay in, in whatever they make because uh, that's what they know. They've just got to work out a way of finding a new genre and bringing that arcadey feel to it, which is, you know, it's not out of the realms of possibility. Um, I'll be, I'll, they certainly got. They'll certainly have a lot of attention when they announce their next project. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, yeah, sad. And that's that's it for the news. There's nothing else. Cool. All right. Should we get to what we've been playing then? Let's. Let's go with Matt first. Matt. Matt Matthew Murray. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, isn't it? Um, on last is that week's... all you've played? That's all. Yeah, that's all. I've... That's all I've played. 
It's the same for me, but I'm I'm should we just do Super Mario Odyssey the sort of follow up a week later? We should. Chat. Last week I said it was it was a great game. I obviously mentioned I was disappointed. Uh, la- last week I was just in the area immediately after the uh, credits. Um, I've played loads more this week, and the view, my view of the game, has changed considerably. Uh, I now think it's probably about four out of ten. No, I'm joking. I think it's the other way around. I think it, <laughs> uh, I I've loved it so much more in this last week since finishing it. It's it basically it's got the challenge, which is what I felt was severely missing from the story mode previously. I've I've had so much fun doing some really really challenging trying to get some really challenging moons really amazing levels in this last week i spent numerous hours on one particular one i spent a few hours on another one but they've all been really really satisfying to do and it feels like the mario i wanted but it's just now in this end game and i'm absolutely loving it i've i don't i think i've only put like 25 hours in in total so it's not like i've been playing every minute of the day but yeah it's it's just so good I, i absolutely love going back to the levels and then you know cleaning up the moons and and whatnot it's just it's so much better now that there's a fair bit of challenge in the game so last week you said it was a 10 out of 10 what would you say this week it's a 10 out of 10 (laughs) it's just a higher 10 out of 10 (laughs) um i I, so how many moons have you got do you know how far into it are you it's at least 250 right okay and what, what are you at now james do you know how many I've got? I think I'm at about 280, I think. Shit. I'm not like 360 now. I think mm. three, 350, 360, something like that. Um, and I've still got another 100. And... Have you opened the second... Have you hit the second target then? Uh, I'm, no. The second target's about... still about 120. It must be... The second target must be 500. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. I think. Right, yeah, because I've think. done the first target. Um... Yeah, I've done my first target. Did you do what you're required to do after your first target? Um, I think I have. I mean, I, we're not going to say. Well, it. I, I, yeah, I don't want to ruin it. No, but not. there's the, a series of challenges without yeah. getting yeah, yeah, yeah. any health back. But that was yeah, a, yeah, that was I the one did. that took me hours. I, I was on. Like I a, thought that was thrilling. That yeah, I, I thought I it was really it, yeah. good. I, I was on like a, I was um, on like a really long train journey, and for the whole journey, like two and a bit hours, and for the whole train journey, I was just trying to do that, and I wasn't really getting frustrated either. It was. Even though you think, God, you, you're doing the same thing for hours and hours and hours and you keep dying and dying and dying. I, I, the mistakes I was making were clearly my mistakes. I knew what I had to do. And and also, uh, it's like a multi-stage event. I was like, okay, I've got the first one down and I, I'll quicker die on stage two and I'll get back to stage two. And I was learning that and then on stage three, four. And I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was really, really thrilling. And then by the end, I think did I you, did it without getting you, hit once. You picked up a second heart before you went in though, right? Well, um, I, uh, no, I don't think I did, no. <laughs> that would have saved you a few hours yeah. but yeah it's still fun regardless <laughs> it is um i i totally agree i i think um the more i play it, the more i like it the, the most interesting thing is that i've gone back to areas that i thought were sort of half baked and not as fleshed out as uh as uh, new dog city um and have appreciated them so much more most most uh surprisingly the beach level uh, you know, with the one with the fountains and yeah. stuff. But I love that um, first I time round. No, uh, I didn't really get into that. Um, but it really opens up once you well, once you uh, get past the credits, in my opinion. Some of the challenges in that area are so good. Um, and there's there's been some really funny stuff. There's been some that some of the challenges are they feel like completely different games in places. Um, there's still, I think, something holding me back from f- thinking this is 
Anyway, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil what's going to happen at the end of the year. I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion because I think two big front runners is Super Mario Odyssey and uh, The Legend of Zelda. But I, I came away from, um, uh, sorry, Breath of the Wild thinking, this is something special. And I come away from Mario Odyssey saying that this is a good 3D Mario game. It, I, I, I can't see it beating Zelda even at this late point um, there's still a lot more to do and uh, I love the way it does the post credit stuff I, I you know I I can't wait to collect moons because although I've got this huge target and so many moons to get there um, it's not really bothering me because the more moons you collect the more like cool costumes you unlock yeah. in the in the shop um, and some of them are hilarious some of them are interesting some of them completely change the look of Mario uh, and it's getting more and more fun to do that changes I mean other than maybe like the odd moon the, other, the, the place in each level where you can you can go for a certain door because you have a certain costume is that the only functionality that they bring the only function that I've seen a different costume give is that if you get the the in the snow level, if you get the uh, big coat and the the hoodie and stuff like that, then he doesn't shiver, but then he still gets cold in the water. I was hoping that that would meant that he wouldn't get cold in the water, uh, but no, still gets cold in the water. So yeah, that's the only change that I've seen made, or that's all that I've noticed so far. Have you bought the ten thousand coins one yet? No, I'm bang up for that. Yeah, I've, I'm bang I've, up for that. Else, but I haven't bought that. I should probably just save up for that and then work down. Yeah, uh, probably. But some of them are so bloody good yeah. that there's no, there's no way. This, I'd love to ask you which one was the last one on the list, like the latest one added. But uh, it, oh, what the, the latest? Costume. The, even the costumes are spoilers, aren't they? It's really yeah, funny. I I just got one, but yeah, I can't. I don't want to talk about it because it's 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 brilliant. Okay, all right. Um, so James, but how how are you finding it now? Like a week later, I I mean I haven't played it as much this week as I really wanted to because I had a bunch of like games, you know, other games I had to play. But it's still my sort of go to game at the moment where I just pick it up and just play it like whenever I can because I I'm uh, I'm still trying to do. Do you know what's really annoying? I tried to do that one that you were talking about the other week. That's in after the final area, you know, that's in two D. And right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I started doing it, and the first time, like the first time I tried it, I nearly did it like first attempt, and I was being proper arrogant and just like thinking like, "Ah, oh, this is easy." Just made a tiny mistake. I still can't do it now. I I, I don't really? know what's happened. It's broken me now, and I've got to. I need to keep going back and and try again. But there are times where my brain just completely forgets the rule, and yeah. I continue too far and just go, "Well, oh, why have I done that? I know yeah. that I'm not supposed to do that." Um, there's also a bit in that particular area where you think. Right. Okay. Finally, I've got past this bit. That's definitely the end now. And then it goes, nope. <laughs> and you yeah. just go, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. And then you have to do it all again. Proper feels like Mario Maker. That. Yeah, it does. It's re- really clever. But it's still. I mean, I'm still. Yeah, I'm still loving it. And yeah, I just need to play more of it. Really. Yeah, it definitely um, has got a one more go mentality. Just because, okay, I'll do this moon. I'll do that moon. And then you see other moons. I think, oh well, I'll just quickly do this as well. And you see. That's that's also why I feel that this game, like structurally, is is more interesting than the ones that have come before it in a sense because of the fact that there's so many moons and you can spend like just a little time on each one, and it's there's just more of a desire to just keep going back and keep trying stuff. There's I I feel there's more of a desire to sort of just explore because of the fact that it's so easy to just pick things up sometimes. And yeah, and I've seen the criticism that it's kind of overly 
rewarding. You know, there's too yeah. much. Hey, well done. You walked here. Here's a moon. Congratulations. It is to some extent, but then obviously the more of those ones you pick up, the less there are of them about. Yeah. And then when it gets to... So I've 100%ed two kingdoms, um, and they're, they're quite easy kingdoms to 100%. They're not one of the bigger ones, you know. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking... Even on those, I'm thinking, how the fuck am I going to get there? That, what am I going to do to get that? Um, and that's because I've, you know, you tend to naturally work the easy ones out first, mm-hmm. and then the harder ones are more hidden away. And you're kind of like, what the fuck do I do here? It does wake make one mistake, and I don't know if you thought about this as well, um, uh, James. Okay, so. In in cer- I don't know if it's in all levels, but in certain levels, there's a painting, and it the game tells you to take a photo of it using your Switch yeah, controller, I've which I, I've yeah. never I've never liked doing that stuff anyway, because it's kind of like don't use the 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 I don't know the consoles OS to like in the game. I've never liked well, so that. If I'm in the game, I'm in the game. What's that? It sort of breaks the fourth wall. Is that what you? Yeah, well, sort of. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm not sitting there going, "Hey, man, you're taking me out of the experience." But I just kind of think, like you know, when you're using the photo mode, hmm. I'd rather have like a Mario album with all my Mario photos within the game that I'm playing. Not, hey, okay, now press the screenshot button. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. I don't like it. But anyway, whatever. Spider by. Um. Yeah. So on that particular puzzle, it says. Okay, uh, you look at it and you go, okay, I get that. That means I have to go to this place and find that location and there'll be a moon there. But that moon counts back to the original world. And uh, so I spent a good half an hour looking for this final moon until I looked it up on the internet and it said, oh, no, no, you don't actually get the moon in that world. You've got to travel to the other world and do that. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, if, if it had made that clearer, I'd have had less of a problem with it. But that's there just are, like a minor stumble. Like, yeah, there's there's quite a few kind of like bits like that that feel like you kind of have to look it up to find out the solution because it's, yeah, it's very confusing. Well, it just feels like the good thing about Mario games in particular is that everything feels natural. Mm-hmm. And there are minor moments in this where it doesn't, you know. Um, I've had a lot of moments where I've accidentally popped out of um, controlling something and bits bits and pieces like that. It gets, you know, there's just slight moments like that that are misjudged. But I guess with so much being added to this game, I can't expect everything to be 100% polished in Nintendo. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's far more polished than it than any other company would have put into it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticising it for that. I'm just saying it is a little bit disappointing when you see shit like that and you're like, come on, that ain't, that ain't you. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have to look up what to do on any uh, Nintendo game. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm still loving it. I'm still playing it. I'm still way overexcited to show Harry bits and pieces that you can do in it. Um, and I'm still finding these nice little bits and like these nice little, I know, touches here and there. Um, and I still find it hilarious when you go back to the, the area after the credits and there's that character there that's basically your achievements. And I, I don't know if you could tell, like, I don't know if there's a list of achievements that you can aim for but it just seems that every every time i go there i get given like 20 moons because she's going oh and you did this and you did this now here's a moon oh, I should probably oh do and that. you I did this. actually been back 
yeah, you'll have to do that, Matt. You've got to go back because you'll be there for ages. Yeah. While she's just telling you like loads of things that you've done and giving it, you a moon. In for terms of hundred percenting, so I've I haven't done hundred percent any level. In the first level, um, I've still got like four to get. One I can see, but the other three I have no idea. But I, I cleared up as much as I could, and then I've gone on to the next one. Um, I could, could. Well, there's two. There's two ways to help you with that. You can either there's sort of two levels of. If you're running out and you don't know what to do to get the final few, there's a parrot that gives you a clue. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and there's a toad that will literally just point you in the right direction. Yeah. I, I probably um, should do, but I, I, I had like four both left to go. Both I'll, I'll, it, I'll go on to the next one. But uh, no, it's great. It, it, weirdly, it feels like it's got more structure now that I, I can do whatever. If it, it feels like the story should have more structure. But now I'm like, okay, I go on this map. I do this. I do that. I buy that thing. I f- totally agree. Yeah, it's it's weird because if anything, it's just like here's the whole game. Do what we need to do? Um, but actually, I feel I've got I'm on more of a journey, and yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, I hope I, I hope I, I, I I'm not sure if I'm going to go up to like 900 moons or however many there are, but I'll certainly keep playing it for as, as long as I want. It's just it's brilliant. I totally agree, Matt. The the, the game has so much more structure after you finish it because like, but beforehand it was like you'd enter a kingdom and it would go there'd be like a, a number at the top of how many you've got. Uh, you know, what is it on the globe? It yeah. says you need so many things to to get to the next kingdom. And you go, okay, I'll do this. Then there's like a little cutscene where it's like, go up here. And then while you're going there, you collect all of the moons that you need by the time you're up there. And you kind of think, oh, I don't so do I go now or do I carry on looking? I don't really know what I mm. should be doing here. Um, and it's not until afterwards where you're going, okay, that's a challenge area. That's this, that's that. I know what I'm doing. And it's not about understanding the game more. It's that it adds a hell of a lot more after you're done. And one of those things is definitely structure. Definitely that. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Matt, James, you were saying something? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, as I said, I haven't played so much Mario, but I have played some other stuff. Um, I played and finished um, Wolfenstein 2. Oh, wow. Uh, the new finished already. How long did that take you? Um, it took me probably, I don't know, about a week, maybe, I think, okay. of, like, on and off play. I mean, it's generally, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's generally as good as the buzz is, has been kind of suggesting. It's It really is, like, really impressive, particularly because the story is just so well told, in, in my opinion. It's... It kind of it in as Wolfenstein games often do go. It's kind of crazy in parts, but it never really sort of like crosses the line into like this is what well, is absurd, but you know into sort of breaking the illusion of what they're trying to say. And I mean, I just feel that it does a better job than definitely any David Cage game that I've ever played of dealing with like quite difficult issues like in within the game. It's which is one of the things that has, that kind of impressed me by it. I mean, do you, do you have any desire to play this at all david yeah no i'm interested i don't i mean also interested with what you just said because you know i've heard people talk about this game not this game in particular but wolfenstein in general mm-hmm. and they were saying oh apparently it's set up for a trilogy and there's been a lot of buzz about a mecha hitler at some point and i kind of think um right okay that's is that how do they pull that off and is is just car- making that cartoony? Is that the way to get around the issue of an absolute like prick? <laughs> I know this is a terrible think, way of saying it, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah. You see, I mean, okay, there 
Oh, can I spoil anything at all? No. Because <laughs> not oh. really. No. Well, okay. The way that it deals with historical figures in the game is is really good. Like they they do it in a very good way, which makes it. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's just obviously without explaining what they do, it it's really difficult to explain why okay. why it's done sort of sensitively. Well, that's enough. If you if you think like I trust your opinion. If you think that it's, that's dealt with. Fairly, then I go. But I mean, one of the things that they do, which is really good with this, is that there's, I mean, there's the main story that you sort of play through, but then also there's, there's like sort of side missions as well that you can undertake after you finish the game as well, which has the more sort of like the wackier stuff is in that. Whereas the the main story is a bit, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, the main story is pretty serious, like the way and the the sort of the themes it's dealing with. I mean, it, it's it's the. I mean, the thing with the point the point with this is it feels to me it began to feel like a walking simulator in places, but like a good one, broken up by reasonably good combat, and that's that's what I liked about it because it really feels a bit like machine games are kind of like taking like first person shooters in a certain direction, which not many other games do. It feels a lot more like sort of Bioshock in that regard, in that the story is really the main purpose of this and the combat is something which, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's not, not really the main focus uh, for me anyway from the game. I've always thought that that would be a good direction for Call of Duty to take. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all know what Call of Duty shooters are like um, in terms of their campaigns. You know, they've, they've been pretty similar for years. And to see a sort of walking simulator areas in that to break up some of the non-stop gunfire and grenade throwing i think would be really interesting like seeing seeing a soldier at home before they're called up or seeing them i don't know just in different environments rather than just shooting things as they're running through these Mm. stages and that's probably totally misguided and would be absolutely frowned upon by by fans of that that game that buy every year but i think it'd be an interesting path to take yeah certainly more I mean, interesting than let's do it in space now you know what i mean i mean i can i can pr- i can pretty much guarantee that the story in this is farm is has to be better than anything that will you know call of duty world war 2 has done it's it's just told so well in this and the thing is i mean the i mean the game's quite tough like you know in terms of combat but for me, the enjoyment didn't come from that. It really came from the narrative payoff, and it's definitely got, I think, one of the best endings to a game I've ever played. It's it's oh really the, yeah the ending was fantastic. Like it's just you know yeah it's just so perfect like the way that they sort of wrap things up, and it does feel like they're sort of pointing towards this being like you know one you know you know one of three, but um yeah it's it really is well worth playing. I mean so can- as someone did you play the did you play um the new order. I did, yeah, yeah. I played through that, and so I. What would you say to someone like me who didn't really get on with that game? I'd say give this. I'd say play this, but I'd say bump the difficulty down and just play it for the story. Is yeah, what I do. yeah. Because I mean, some of the stealth stuff was annoying. The boss fights were uh, a little bit frantic and just not like. Because yeah. I'm okay with boss fights. You know, I had no trouble with. Um, I'm oh, sorry, I had no problem with the ones in Doom. Some of them kicked my ass, but I, I didn't really hate them. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, in the New Order, I did. There were moments where I was kind of like, oh, this is fucking shit. Yeah. And then and then you had the stuff in the hangar and stuff that I didn't really get on with. Um, 
I mean, that, so, that's the thing with this. I mean, the combat in this is nowhere near as like sort of exhilarating or as exciting as like Doom is. Like nowhere near. And but it's still it's totally competent and it's still fun. It's still like you know fun to you know shoot Nazis and stuff. But it's just the story is the is where it's at, and it's clearly that's where they've where most of the effort has gone into this. It's um yeah because the combat feels so much like the first game as well. I mean, also like the you know enemy types are really similar. It's uh, you know much has changed with that, but. The story is just really well crafted. I really enjoy it. Do you it. think this is one of the best um, single player FPS uh, games in years? That's one of the things I've heard a fair bit about this game. Um, I yeah, I probably would say so. Actually, I mean, certainly better than it's it's up there with like with Bioshock. I'd say like the first Bioshock, like in my opinion, in in terms of you know for story. It's interesting. Yeah, I I, I didn't is there a sex the, scene I didn't in the previous it? one, but this. I do really want to play this. It looks fantastic. James, is there a sex scene in it? I don't want to do any spoilers, David. James, is there a sex scene in it? Yes, there is. Right, yes, so that's why James is rating it so yeah. highly. This is it. I mean, don't know for James. Take his opinion with a pinch of salt there. Yeah, but it's 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 very good. It's really worth looking at. It's um, yeah, <laughs> what the sex scene? No, that, that's 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 actually it's not bad. But you know, so. <laughs> Do you, do you see it going in, James? Do you see it going in? No. Anyway, <laughs> so I played through that, and then the only other thing that I played, which was not that great, was Monopoly on Switch. Oh, go on. Is that that's a uh, that's a board game, isn't it? It is a board game, and wow. I'm not even a massive fan of board games. In fact, as I said in my review, I'm, I pretty much you know really dislike them quite a lot. And Monopoly in particular is that's what you want to hear, been... isn't it? That's what you yeah, want to hear great. when you're reading a review. Totally, totally <laughs> fair review. I fucking hate this the man shit. Who hates board games and hates the Monopoly? Brilliant. You no, it's, picked it's the best because... guy to review this game. You know, I thought. Well, yeah, I don't think there there wasn't a massive queue for it. Believe me, it was. Um, yeah, but the thing is about it. I mean, because. It's one of those games you can play with your like you know. I was gonna think I you know, I could play this with my family. You know that that would be fine because Chen really likes board games. You know she like well actually no that's, that's not true. She likes Monopoly and she likes some games like that. And so we thought we'd try it, but yeah we we start we played it over the weekends and there's a lot of things wrong with it. The big I mean the biggest problem with it is the is the bugs. Um, it's it takes five to ten minutes to load like the game. Like when you start it up, like when you first download it from the store, this is on like Switch. It literally took five to ten minutes to load. But uh, which that, that, was that's insane. a lot of physics on the dice, isn't though, isn't it? That's realistic because yeah, like in real life, <laughs> yes. you, you'll you'll um you'll have to set up all the cards and who's the little metal you dog. Read the rules. Yeah, who's the hat? Yeah. Who's the car? And so is is that giving you time to work out who's who? Yeah, so it does five <laughs> to ten minutes to actually start the game, and then it's once you've chosen, ignored you. Yeah, once you because it's rubbish. Once you once you've tried like once you've set up your game and everything, then you have to wait another five to ten minutes for it to actually load the board, which is crazy. I mean, it turns out that there's a bug and Ubisoft are fixing it, and there is a way around it. Like you just have to like you have to restart your Switch and then it works properly. But it's just yeah, it's not very good. But then so I played it with Chen and she wasn't. I mean, she she wanted to give it a go, but. There's a number of things which kind of irritated her and me. Uh, first of all, there's a commentator who is like quipping oh, while brilliant. you're playing the game, which is brilliant. The worst. What sort of stuff does he say? No, it's like he's rolled a three and stuff like that, and it's just it's oh, really. I can terrible. just imagine and, your face. Oh, I can imagine your face. Like, absolute class. He's rolled a one. Like, Get that turned he's off. rolled a one. Like, <laughs> he's rolled a one. <laughs> Get, if you, you know what, even make that better, right? If if they said 
<laughs> uh, you can get out of jail by rolling the same dice or paying £500 or microtransaction yeah. of yeah. <laughs> £2.99. Touch your switch now to, to do the in-app purchase. <laughs> So it's, I mean, we we turn that off immediately, and then also the music as well because the music's really bad. It's immediately. Oh my god, I'll I'll never forget the uh, Monopoly game for the PC that my auntie and uncle bought me one Christmas, and we turned it on, and there was a song, a sort of like a Monopoly song where it was just. It had lyrics. Come on, let's play Monopoly. Fun games and owning property. <laughs> it was so bad. Come on, let's play Monopoly. Cash fun and ritzy property. I'll build a house and watch my fortune grow. Passing. It It went down in legend in my house. Did they bring it back with like a bit of like, what's it called? Dubstep. Is that still cool now? Uh, No. Is is Dubstep over? Uh, Probably over. I mean, it's still. You pretend to be. I'm waiting for a new Skrillex album. Okay. But yeah. So either way, I mean, the the biggest problem with it also is it's it's really over-designed, as you often get with like board game adaptations where they try and like make it. I mean, obviously, because they're, they're charging like 30 quid for this, which is ridiculous. Jesus Christ! Yeah, exactly. It's like insane. So obviously, they've got to try and show like where the money's going. And so the money is going on, like, you know, rendering like a really nice looking like Monopoly board or having like a living board where it's all like, you know, the, the buildings get constructed and stuff like that. But the trouble with all of that <laughs> yeah. is, is that sounds fine. And it's like, oh, yeah, that looks great. But then if you want to actually play the game, it really slows the game down. So, you know, like even just doing like just throwing the dice takes forever for it to actually just happen. And it's like you just want to have a quick game of Monopoly. You can't. It it takes so long to do everything. Um, when, yeah. when you throw a dice, is it motion sensitive? Well, that's the thing, because you see, Dave, you mentioned this. Like, yeah, I said, does the H two rumble make it feel yeah, like there's a dice like, in there? Because yeah, that's the, surely come. top of the list. Yeah, well, that's top the thing. The it's list. got, it has that. It's got the thing where you can, yes! like, you know, ten out of ten. No, 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 no. Right, it just vibrates though. It doesn't feel like you've got like dice in your hand or anything. What it just the fuck? Vibrates. So why did you say it's got that then when it hasn't? No, because well, you didn't let me finish. And it's 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 got vibrating controllers that make well, it obviously. Feel but it's but it's still disappointing. It's not that good. But it's I mean it's Monopoly. I mean if it's just not that great. Right. So I've just gone onto um, Amazon, and mm-hmm. you could buy normal Monopoly. I know it's not the point, but you could buy normal Monopoly for sixteen ninety nine, like the actual yeah. ball game, right? But I've also the first thing that come up was there's a gamer version of Monopoly. Oh no. I I am uh, like really interested to find out what's the old Kent Road on that. It looks like it's just Nintendo. It's just Nintendo Monopoly, but they've written it Gamer. They've called it Gamer Monopoly. Really? Yeah, oh, that's weird. Say, yeah, Monopoly Gamer. Yeah. But there's no, it's not like, uh, hey, you could buy Rocket League. Uh, it's all, no, it's, it's all Super Mario characters by the look of it. Yeah, yeah, so, but they've already done a Nintendo Monopoly. We knew that existed. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> okay, right. Fine. So either way, I mean, I, I wouldn't particularly recommend it, and uh, especially not until they patch it so that it actually works. So there you go. What is this? Right, so what's the old Kent Road in that? Acorn Plains. Yoshi Hills. Right, okay. So it's just levels it's then, when, is it? It's from when the Wii U came out, on it? 
obviously. <laughs> yeah, they've just re- they've rebatched it, you fool. Yeah. All right, okay, fine. Is that it? That's all I've got, yeah. There was a game that I should... Can I just look it up? Because I, I played it yesterday briefly, and I wanted to tell James about it because I did think it was quite... Quite um quite funny. Bear with me. I'm filling time here just while I try and find out the name of it. Oh, it was Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> well did for um, and what is it's Call of Okay. Yeah, I was just playing this uh, a game where like you launch a rocket ship up into the air but you tap it just before like the power get like but there's like a power bar for each part of your spaceship. Is it called Space Frontier? It. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, have you heard of it then? Well, I just googled space on the app store and then um, <laughs> it's the top one. <laughs> <laughs> it might be that you sort of like it. So, the idea is that you build up your spaceship and then you launch it and you tap it just before it's like a fuse getting towards a bomb and you have to tap it just before it gets to the bomb to make your spaceship propel into the air. Um, it's everything that James would hate and I thought there was a mechanic in it that I thought was actually fun. You know when someone's properly trying to screw you over and you nearly fall for it and go, ah, oh, actually, got for fair play, you nearly got me there. So the... the, the, the what drives this game is obviously coins. You earn coins the higher you fly, uh, and then eventually you'll start landing on planets. And the risk or reward thing yeah, is that you load this up. Game. It's called Space Frontier. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. Thanks. And um, you you sort of load up your spaceship with uh, these like people. And the thing is, if you fuck up, they will blow up and die. Uh, but if you manage to land it, then um, they will get out. And the only thing you're doing to land it is just make sure it goes high enough, right? There's no actual skill involved. So it's a proper tapper game. That's it. Um, and then the the higher you get, the more coins you get and you spend uh, whatever, you know, the usual bullshit. But I thought this was really interesting. So after every mode, it, it, it sort of like says, oh, do you want a replay of that? You, that'll cost you money. And I thought, okay, that's weird. Uh, sometimes it will show you an advert, but sometimes it will give you like this huge bonus of like 6,000 coins, but only if you watch an advert. We've all heard that before, right? Yeah. So we've played these games where it says, look, you watch this video, then we'll give you some extra coins, mate. And what usually happens is you watch the video, it gives you the coins and it says, well, you can watch another video in five minutes. Right? This one does this, right? It will flash up. Hey, get 6,000 coins by watching this video. And you go, no, skip. But then the next time you like your ship blows up or you, you know, send it as high as you can, that doesn't appear. And I was thinking, ah, oh, Right, so that doesn't happen every time. So if I decide that I suddenly want 6,000 coins, I can't just watch the video unless it comes up. And then the next time it didn't appear. And then the time after that it didn't appear. The time after that it did with 6,000 coins again. I thought, oh, well, I better watch it then because if it's not going to come up every time, I might as well take it while I can. And I was watching a video for in-game currency and I just thought they totally fucking done me. Like that, that's actually genius. Whereas... Like you would originally say, oh yeah, give an opportunity to watch an advert and we'll give them some in-game coins. Like do that as much as you can. That's the logical thinking behind it. But if you remove that, it feels like they're doing you a favour. Like it it felt like, well, this is a bonus. I'm not getting this every time. Fucking hell, I better do it now. And I sat there and watched the advert and thought, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Totally fell for that. Totally got done. Brilliant. Um, So I deleted it. 
<laughs> it's amazing how how much this has changed. It's weird, isn't it? When there's not many points of gaming where you think, oh, "I wish we could go back to that," and yeah. uh, and mobile gaming is definitely one of those <laughs> one of those areas where you think, "Oh, I wish it was like seven years ago." Because my I, word, I've, I've been done with mobile gaming for ages. Speaking it's just, of mobile gaming, you know. James, you downloaded Animal Crossing. We haven't talked about it. I did, but I haven't played it because it was. You can only download it from the Australian store at the moment, and you can't link it to your like Nintendo account because of that. So I'm waiting until it comes out properly. But then the things I've heard about it are not entirely positive, so I'm not so sure. Damn. When's out? December, isn't it? Uh, no, it's the end of November. Oh, cool. Right, cool. All right, then. Should we get to okay. emails and questions? Okay. And so if you want to email us, it's thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. Uh, the first one is, uh, Hi guys, I've just listened to your previous episode and the comment about tattooing Farley's knuckles with King Slut had me in utter stitches. <laughs> Have you got that booked in yet? Your comments on Mario Odyssey were spot on. Eh? Have you got the tattoo booked in yet? No. Your comments on Mario Odyssey were spot tattoo, on. Have you got a tattoo, James? No. Have you, you, you ever been interested in having one? Yeah, I've, yeah I'm not opposed to the idea. But he said he wanted it's... a massive dragon on his back, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, actually, yeah, but yeah, that, that was, was a joke, I see. <laughs> it would look terrible, and it would be really funny. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, I'm, but I'm like, what's the closest you've been? Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it that much. I just thought. I mean, I, I'm not that bothered to be honest. I mean, Matt, have you have you got tattoos? No, I mean, no. But we've spoke discussed on even the last episode that I I want I want to. Yeah, we all know. Um, that he hasn't. Have you had a he hasn't got the balls yet, for it? Have you had a midlife crisis yet? No, no. Um, oh, well, well. James is way past midlife crisis these days. No, I've, listen, I've been miserable about life for my whole life, so I don't get into that. It's fine. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, James, right, you're in a tattoo shop right now. Yeah. What are you recording in a tattoo shop for? <laughs> <laughs> Better Wi-Fi, probably. Tattooist, tattooist turns around to you and says, okay, you got to have one done, otherwise, you know, end of the world, whatever. Um, some some sort of convoluted plot point. What are you getting done? Um, maybe I would, maybe I would just get one of my wife's name, like with Chinese characters, because it she actually has Chinese characters, so that'd be fine. But don't don't you do, like you know? There's a stigma about Chinese character tattoos, right? Yeah, I know. You see, that's what's really funny because whenever I see those, it's always really funny because you like look at them. And you 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 realise that people don't realise that what they've got written on them is not what they think they've got written on them. Right. So what's the funniest you've seen where you've looked at someone with well, no, Chinese tattoos on it? It's often just gobbledygook though. Is the thing because right. often because what people do is they just say like I want my just name the word or gobbledygook. No, they, it they, says gobbledygook like, written in Chinese. No, no. Yeah, how do you spell gobbledygook in Chinese? No, it's because often, like, if people have like their name written like in Chinese characters, it's like your name. What they do is they translate the sound, so the characters don't actually mean anything apart from the sound. So, like, for example, my name in Chinese, like, if you translate it, it becomes like you can it can become like Jamu Su. But if you write those characters, it doesn't. They don't mean anything together. It's okay. So fine. That's why it often looks meaningless and it's just weird. And often people just have words that say things like spirit or water, and it's like, why have you got that? It's just odd, but it's funny. See, I just assumed that you'd have, you know, John Terry's face or something. No, Frank Lampard. Right. Yeah. Come on, the chills written across your forehead. Yeah, I'd have, I'd just, have to, just have lamps written yeah. on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lamps, lamps going off of Terry. I love yeah. lamps. 
<laughs> or you know, game, game of four life, you know, with like with a four, you know. <laughs> Waggle my joystick. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Oh, yeah. Download my. No, forget it. <laughs> God. Your comments on Mario Odyssey were spot on how I was feeling uh, throughout the game. I absolutely love the game, and it took me it took me the release weekend to finish it. Although I enjoyed the game a lot, I felt that Galaxy 1 and 2 were a little bit more interesting. But then that all got flipped on its head with the final boss ending and the post-game stuff. Oh, God, that ending's so good in that game. It's so... It I, how no one called it is beyond me. It's such a great idea. It's so well executed. Fantastic stuff. Then he says, I wouldn't agree with the solid 10 out of 10 reviews of the game, as I feel a lot of game outlets instantly give Mario and Zelda games 10s of the, off the bat due to the legacy of the characters. I don't think that's really true, because people are often quite quick to like shit on it if it's not good. I mean, um, Sunshine is not that popular. Yeah, no, Nintendo, Nintendo tends to get a bit of a pass, I think. Um, mm. But I don't think that's necessarily the case with Mario Odyssey. I think... Um, the the strange thing with that is that I was playing playing it going this isn't really a 10 it's like a 9 maybe an 8 it's a good game but I can't believe this has been getting so many 10s but the, the, the people that have played it have put in way more time than I had and by the time that I got to the point where I'd be comfortable review, reviewing it I'd think I was thinking yeah it probably is a 10 actually it's, it's kind of got everything it's good it's mm. really good um, so fair play, uh, but and then Breath of the Wild, yeah, that is that is about as a solid ten that you'll get. Like that is just a ten. That's it. Forget it. I'd be d- uh, incredible. Um, yeah, but no, okay, cool. Okay, and so then he says, um, I do feel, however, this game's definitely a nine out of ten, and it's refreshing to see a game in this day and age focus solely on the single player experience. Uh, keep up the great work and stop picking on Farley. That's from Pete. What about when someone else can throw the hat, Pete? What about that? The fucking multiplayer experience of the year, someone else can throw the fucking hat. Uh, next question. Hi, lads. Uh, just wanted to hear what the deal is with James and agriculture. Honestly, if he doesn't like Stardew Valley, that's completely fine. But every mention of the game, he has to slag it off somehow. I know, right? Oh, he's so d- right. Why doesn't he just buy the new story of Seasons, then trade it in for the old one, then trade it in for the new one again, <laughs> so that he can contrib- contribute with some actual positivity to a change? Well, no, that's from Hacken Lingstad. Is that right? That's right. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And no, actually, I have bought Story of Seasons, but I'm not playing it. My wife is, so yeah, you lose. Yeah, I mean, he's so right. You you have been so snarky about that game. It's been unreal. Yeah. I mean, I know. you've. You've said, oh, I do like it, it's good, but it, like, it, it's been relentless with that game. It's, it's, it's fine for a Farmville clone. It's well, like, okay. what is this? What is your, why is <laughs> it coming off. to this? <laughs> I just like saying that because it annoys Matt. It's, Are you uh, still it's playing fun. it, Matt? Uh, no, I haven't played this Mario, but I'm definitely excited to get back to it. Right, okay. Next one uh, it says, hello lads, uh, recently there have been some discussion, a lot from me, on the Discord about streams, and Alex79UK suggested that Matt should stream Dark Souls. Coincidentally, this conversation I again. Listening- God, gone. <clears throat> Coincidentally, I started listening back to Dark Calls around the same time as this suggestion, and heard Matt uh, has played Dark Souls, but only got the Taurus demon, uh, only got to the Taurus, so I have a couple of quick questions. First, most simplest, why not Matt? Dave and James can do it, and I believe Dark Souls is a game that everyone should have a good, um, not first area boss run go at. 
Second is for David and is a little more specific, but he mentioned, I think on episode four, that uh, Soler's uh, quest, although he couldn't remember his name, was the only one he had finished. Knowing that the good end to that quest is actually tricky, I just wanted to know what was David's end for Soler and did he even know that there were two? Uh, as usual, thanks to the pod guys and uh, thanks to David for the Rocket League streams as it was a right laugh. And that's from uh, Scientologist or Ben. It was the um, one where Solaire is really, really depressed by the bonfire. So I'm assuming that is the bad ending. Uh, I didn't know there was two. So that's interesting. Let me know about that. I'd, I'd like to hear that. Um, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on because it was in my first, like my f- only proper playthrough of that game. So um, I had to look it up on Prepare to Cry. Uh, on the you know the YouTube channel prepare to cry, um, and that explained it all to me. And it was yeah, it's a horrific, horrific story, but so well done, um, Matt. Yeah, I so you've got you've got to do you've got to do this. This is I, so I perfect. I, okay, well, first of all, I, I got past Taurus Demon. I got past the one on the bridge, and I just stopped playing. I've got I think I got to like the cathedral potentially. Maybe I just stopped. I wasn't even stuck. I just stopped. Everyone's done a Dark Souls stream. I'm not gonna be. I'm not just gonna add to the noise of like another some other guy who can't play Dark Souls doing a Dark Souls stream. It's the most done thing in streaming. I'm sure it'd be Hold great. Hold on, this is Matt Murray, right? This is Matt Murray we're talking about. The Matt Murray that was um, streaming PUBG not too long ago. What? And we talked to that Matt Murray, the PUBG guy. What? This is different. Like, every, oh great, someone's doing Dark <laughs> no, it's Souls. Not. Brilliant. No, oh. no, Matt. Matt. Dark Souls, it'd be more interesting watching you playing Dark I'm not Souls. Struggle on it. It'll take me 50 years. I, I, Matt, no. Matt, Matt, <laughs> yes, Matt, Dave. Matt, you ha- please, please do this. No, I, you, I don't You love an these. event. You love an event, and people would love this. People would love Dark Souls. You playing Dark Souls. Our friends, our, like, our actual real life friends would absolutely love it, and you know it. John would be on there watching you do it every night. I'd be on watching you do it every I, night. It's, I, you know, it, I'd it's, even watch it, and I don't even watch streaming. It's totally it different. Amazing. When it comes to Dark Souls streams, they're, they're all, they all feel so unique because of the way that you get stuck in certain areas and, and your build and, and the way you go about doing things. It's all totally different and feels unique. It's so iconic. that you, uh, Matt, it would be so good. It would be so good if you did this. And even if it was just one game, like like one night a week where you just sit down like on a Friday night, you you know, you, you're struggling to find something to stream at the moment or whatever. Put an well, hour I'm struggling to, to find a time night. to play any games. So I'm not sure I really want to spend... No, but Matt, fucking Dark Souls would be so good. And it doesn't matter how long it goes on for. If it's an hour a week on stream, that would be enough. Like, it'd be so good to watch you get through that. And I genuinely, genuinely believe you could. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm definitely a bit overwhelmed and uh, intimidated, sorry, is, is the word. Um, you don't need to be, you, because this is the thing. You'd have the support. You'd totally have the support. But it's not support. even that. I just think I spit, everyone's done it. It's like, oh, what's, what's, why do we need another one? We don't need another one. Everyone's done a dark We do, course. we do, we do. Please, listen, if if you're, if you genuinely, right, if you ju- think of the tips as well, because it'd be insane, man. It'd be genuinely be insane. Right. If you would like Matt no, we've to do a Dark Souls well. stream, let's not tweet at Mark we've done Murray. This before. Just tweet, just constantly tweet until we he, he commits. Effect, uh, with Matt's effects, and that didn't happen either. But 
then yeah, but there was other problems with that. This will be interesting since you've got everything set up for this. Yeah, come on, Matt. Next question, please. I'll think about it. Come Next on, question. Matt. Come I'll on, you've got it. to do this. You know it would be so good. It won't you know be it'd good. Be amazing. It'd be rubbish. No one's going to want to watch that. Well, I can't. Let's play prove games him wrong. Tweet him at Matt Murray one t. Move on. At Matt Murray, just bombard him with fucking, you know, all praise the sun and all that and it shit. Made me want just to do it really, less, just frankly. Next question, Matt. Just this is so perfect, though. In it, James. Come on. It it's is not perfect. perfect. You're just saying it. that to get me to do it. James, James, you know it as well. You know what you have to go through with that. I've game been having other games at the moment for some reason, and I'm not going to like spend one of my one or two evenings a week playing that. But Matt, it's one of the best games ever made. Yeah, I, I, I do definitely feel as a massive blind spot me having not played it. I will be exactly. honest. Exactly. Exactly. And it's such an emotional experience as well. And to go through that on a stream would be brilliant. But it's just been done a billion times. It's not unique, is it? Yeah, but not by you, <sighs> Matt. Okay. That's the thing. Right. And and, and I, gu- I guarantee there's not a lot of first-time streamers doing it these days. Like, people love watching people Almost play it every the week, first I'm time. Like, oh, it's another series, someone good doing Dark Souls. You've you got your green screen up. It'd be brilliant to watch that whole thing. You could put <laughs> all sorts behind there, couldn't you? Yeah, I could. You could yeah. put, like, the sun. <clears throat> put a massive sun behind me, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Praise the St. Matt. Praise is the it, Matt. It is backwards compatible on Xbox One, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, is yeah. yeah. And you own it. It's there. It's that simple. You've got the stream set up. It's backwards compatible in Xbox One. You own it. It's there. Fucking do it, please. Come on, mate. I'm begging you. Okay, next question. Next question. Evening, guys. A uh, quick fire one for you. Am I crazy trading in Mario for thirty eight pounds? Here we go. Which is this what is, I paid is more it. like it. <laughs> I finished the main story and done a bit of the extra stuff with two hundred fifty five moons, and that's from James Hughes. I think that's. I mean, if he wants to, why not? If you feel. Have you got a child? It. Yes or no. If the answer is yes, then probably don't trade it. If the answer yeah. is no, well, no then absolutely to do it. trade his it. Kid, if he has a kid, he might not be into games. Well, no, but then you always want it about just in case. If your kid's not into games, but then eventually turns around and starts getting interested, you just want to mm. get that straight on. Um, I would say that if you haven't got a kid and you've played, you feel that you've had your feel of it, definitely get rid of it. Definitely. Because... It, you'll get good money for it now, and um, well, you get a thirty-eight quid. I don't think, I don't think replayability is that much of a. It, I don't think there's that much replayability there. I think there's a lot of game there, and the the challenges stuff will keep me playing for ages. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to be going back to start it all over again at any point. No, is that fair, James? Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, I haven't traded yeah. it in yet, which is saying something, but, <clears throat> you know, that is 35 nuts. quid, I think, is what CX are currently offering. Mm. You're going to have to soon, because you won't get time to play it when you're playing Dark Souls. That's, That's true. Hi, gents. Uh, with the success of the Switch, do you think Nintendo could ever go back to making a console that is just for the TV? Or do you think all future consoles made by them will have to be hybrid consoles in order to be a success? I bought myself a Switch, but I'm saving it for Christmas, along with Mario Odyssey a task which is becoming ever more difficult after reading all the praise from Mario. <coughs> but I played on other people's Switches, and I can't imagine playing a future console by Nintendo that isn't portable. And that's from Kurt Lewin. Their next hardware release will be something where you just... Like, it replaces the bit in the middle of your Switch. Yeah, I think you're right. That's my prediction. 
it I... replaces the screen bit. It's the new console, but you just slide those Joy-Cons <clears> on. <throat> boom. Done. They There was recently a survey about like how people yeah, play Switches. Like, from, yeah, and it's like that you know handheld is like one of the main ways that it gets used i I'd, I'd imagine that's where they're going to keep going because that's where they've had so much success in the past i thought the vast majority had tried it in both or played it in both yeah they played it in both but the but the more. majority of playtime is in is in yeah. handheld oh wow i did not know that okay I mean, that, that's, that's the good. glory of the machine i mean we've known about the concept for a while the, the thing's been out for a while but even now i'm like it's amazing i could this i can play this mario game on the move and at home and it's you know, no longer the days where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get home to play that game. I can just play it now. Or it's yeah. Most most importantly, it's not compromised, and that's not been done before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, I just really, I wish Sony would do something like this for like PlayStation Four, so that you could play this stuff like elsewhere. So as well, much but... harder to do though. Yeah. So much harder to do. And they're probably not going to either. I think nope. after being burned, all the other stuff. But yeah. Do you want to join us some tweets? We do. Okay, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, the first one says, uh, "What are your favourite indie games?" Uh, so, uh, Matt, what do you think? I mean, Brothers, Tale uh, to yeah, what's it? yeah, the, the Brothers game. What, what, what's I don't know what the subtitle is. Like. Brothers, Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Two Sons, yeah. Uh, I I absolutely love that. I mean, there's there's so, there's so many good ones. I mean, that is that that's definitely what, what up there. I mean, I mean, uh, Inside's fantastic. These obviously yeah, inside's quite great. recent um, examples, I must say. Gone Home. Gone Home was brilliant. Gone Home's incredible. Really like that. Uh, I really like, well, obviously Braid, because that was mm-hmm. indie at the time, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Before he got to I suppose it is. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I mean, you know, uh, what, what's that? Ascension. Is it Ascension? The, the, uh, the crazy game we always play at John's. Oh, Towerfall. Towerful, Towerful, yeah, 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 Jesus, that's good. Um, to the um, Moon, that is one of the all-timers. It's okay. Ah, fuck off. It's, and you finished it, oh. didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I enjoyed it. Do you remember Her Story? Yeah. that was fantastic. Her Story was great, yeah, but yeah. I don't think that was as um, unanimous in its uh, praise. Some people didn't like uh, it. That, that's such a unique enough, mobile game, though. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's too many to mention. Yeah. Indie gaming is, is still a brilliant experience. There's, there's some... I mean, in recent years, Golf Story was was really good. Uh, I love that. Um, um, uh, future Unfolding, obviously. Indie, indie, indie. Uh, oh, Halo 2. Shout out, Matt. Next. Tony Lewis says, um, Odyssey and Breath of the Wild were outstanding. How do you think Nintendo will follow them up? Uh, keep up the arguments, love them. I've been asking this very question. What it's the fuck is next? Because there's nothing. I mean, I'm trying to think what's coming next year that's big. I mean, there's Metroid, obviously, is is a big deal, but that's not coming for a while, I don't think. No, Yoshi, do they go? Kirby, uh, mm. they were announced. I'm not, you know, I'm with like James and Sam. Aren't they? They're not. They like, are. They are. Know. I mean, that's the thing. Um, in like in this first few months, we've had a Zelda and Mario and a Mario Kart. I mean, it's gonna be years for the next ones of those. Mario Kart maybe less so because that was a Wii U port and whatnot. But no, but I think it'll still be a while before yeah. we get anything. Yeah, they're not going to do that because no. they, they always go for that like evergreen like sort of strategy I mean, anyway. I guess Pikmin, like... Pikmin, Animal Crossing, F Zero. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. There's certain ones. There's certain like games from Nintendo where you go, yeah, that'd be alright. But I'm still like that. You're not going to get that same level level of buzz. 
Um, and you know, like for example, Smash Brothers. I, I you know, okay, I'll, I'd play a new Smash Brothers, but I'm not like gonna go yeah, nuts over it. You're not a fan of it, are you? So yeah, it's like, nothing's no, I mean, people... I really like the ones that I've played. I didn't play the one on the Wii. Uh, the last one I played was a GameCube one, and I absolutely mm-hmm. adored it. Uh, was there one on the Wii? There was one on the Wii. There's Wii, Wii U, and three. Yeah, so I well. didn't play I mean... the Wii and the Wii U ones. Um, I think, oh, man, Jesus, uh, what do you think about that other, the other? Um, the, I mean, Metro, Metroid is the. The only other huge one that would get a big reaction, but even that is quite limited. It's not as big as Zelda or Mario, in my opinion. Well, no, I mean nothing is. Um, n- nothing in gaming, arguably, is bigger than like a new Zelda, a new Mario. I mean, those are the mm. two biggies, and we've had both of those. Yeah, in, they've not turned in in nine months, whatever. So needs to be a new F Zero, really, doesn't there? We no, all know that. Be. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, do you still got? Hold on. We're gonna. There's an app bet between you two, isn't there? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for part two. What do you mean? Well, all I've got to do is announce Nef Zero before March. Before yeah, March, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. not going to happen. It's not, no, it's it's not because because they were saving three three, so yeah. absolutely fucked it. <laughs> yeah, when you won't even know, <laughs> you won't even know if I'm telling the truth or not. Oh, that is beautiful. You've, have you, has that still been on your mind? What, E3? The fact that you're missing E3 oh, next yeah, I was dreading it, yeah. But I also do... I, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you're going to get me. Which is I an amazing thing to say, because you are. But I think... I don't, I don't know what you can do. I don't think you... I still think the best thing to do, David, is if we crowdfund you and me going to E3... And oh, my God, go. I'd love that. Well, how how is that really going to help with, like, <laughs> fibbing? <laughs> Because it would just freak, like it. Yeah, it'd just well, be that, so that's funny. That's not gonna happen. What? So, because I, I, I will certainly know if you leave the country. Well, no, not like we'll, we'll definitely let you know that we're going. Yeah, we, we'd let you know that we were over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, when we bothered. <laughs> Go on. Okay, uh, Ustavo. Is it Ustavo? Was it SMW? I never know. We've had this is. about a billion times, James. Yeah. Just he said, just call me Stu. Okay, well, anyway, he says, will there be a Splatoon 3? Uh, do Nintendo strengths lend themselves to online and games as a service? Well, obviously not, no, but there will be a Splatoon 3. Yeah, about a shadow of Do you reckon? Yeah, and not not for a while yet, but there will be one. Cause it's on been the, a big on hit. the Switch, I mean, on the current Switch? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been it's a big hit, like, worldwide, but particularly in Japan, so <sighs> I think it'll do well. I'll be... I don't know about the current Switch, I mean... Yeah, a lot. But I'd say I'd be surprised. Yeah, a lot of people obviously said this is more like Splatoon 1.5. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it could be like four They've or five years away. So who knows? They've still got a lot of content coming out for it as well. So yeah, it won't be for quite a long time. I shouldn't imagine. Hmm. Okay. Next. Uh, Rukaku Police says, "Oi, Farley, who did you romance in Persona 4 Golden, and why?" Uh, well, it was Chia, obviously, because she's the most interesting of, of the ladies. Interesting. And uh, Go on. Yeah. What made what? her interesting? I don't know. She just had the most interesting dialogue. Um, how do you spell Chia? Uh, it's C-H... I think it's C-H-I-A, I think. I can't remember. Persona 4, was it? No, it's uh, C-H-I-E, I think. Yeah. Persona go, yeah. 4. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah. She, she, it wasn't my. It wouldn't wouldn't buy my sort of normal choice, but her personality was more interesting than the others. So, yeah. 
Okay, there you go. This is horrific. Go yeah, on. I've, I've seen too much. Athlean Allen says, uh, Rocket League is out on Switch next week. <coughs> How long until Turner loses his family? Um, I, I, I can't... I'm so interested to see how well they pull that off and if it feels good and if it's not too hampered um, by the fact that it's on this portable console. I'd like to know how um, busy it is, like how many people are playing it and I don't know. I'm yeah, really interested thing, to like, see what sort of port game, it is. And I've played loads of games on my own playing it, but I've still been playing it online on my own and if the online's gash, it's... I'm, I don't know. I can't see how the online's going to be gash though. I think that, I think it's, it's going to be set up correctly. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't really use any of the. I mean, you could pretty much ignore any of the PlayStation and Microsoft sort of um, setup when you're playing that because your creating part is within the game. Your everything's done through the game. I guess. I, yeah. I think it's going to be all right. But I do. My my most favourite Rocket League times. I've been playing with with you and other people. Like it's Rocket League. As See, much mine as have I, been playing on my own. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, as much as I have enjoyed playing on my own, uh, the the focus for me has always been playing with or against mates. So I'm definitely I definitely want to get it. Hell yeah! It's like twenty quid and it's Rocket League. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't wait to see what it's like. Right, okay. I did, did any of you catch? Because I had to stream this week because none of neither of you did. I don't know what happened. But uh, did anyone catch my stream? No. No. I'll watch it on YouTube. Just watch the last game. Because the idea was that I wouldn't go to bed until I won three games in a row. Ooh, and game. I was yeah, getting paired up to some comp- yeah, complete dicks I was getting, getting paired with. But watch the last game because uh, that was uh, pretty good. That's all up on YouTube, by the way. Just go to our YouTube channel. Computer Games. What is it called? The Computer Game Show. Yeah, that, that's the name of the show, yeah. Well, um, go to that. Go to our YouTube channel and uh, watch that video. Uh, Matt, do you want to do the social stuff? Uh, it feels like you've just done it. But, um, I mean... Good. Yeah, you should definitely hit us up on Twitter. We're at Computer Game Pod. And pinned to the top of our Twitter account is a link to Discord. Uh, there's loads of people in there chatting all day, every day. It's, it's a fantastic community over there. So get involved if you want to chat with like-minded people from your area. Um, obviously, we're on Twitch. James, are you going to do any... Uh, uh, beyond uh, streams this week? Um, probably. I'm going to say probably. probably. I, I do. I need to get back into it. It's just I. I can't. I can't psych myself up for it. Just do it. What, just do it. Just push yourself through. Slash the computer game show, or just search for us on Twitch um, and on YouTube, as Dave said. We're we're on all the channels. Oh no! I, I, mo- but, most importantly, actually, if you listen to us and you haven't left okay. us a review on Apple Podcasts, think about leaving it. It takes like ten seconds. You know, leave as many stars as you want. Obviously, five is preferable. Anything above four, anything less than four, just just don't bother. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, it takes two seconds. Leave us a review. That'd be brilliant. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Um, bit of a short one this week. Sorry about that. That's mainly because uh, I'm ill, Matt's ill, James is ill, and it's both James and I's birthday tomorrow. I've got a brand new PS4 Pro sitting right in front Ooh, of me, ready to ready to go. So we're all done. That's it. It's going to be a big one Thanks next week. Thanks for living it. There'll be, uh, there'll be a guest on next week. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye.